0: You are listening to the Aesthetic Vibes Podcast, and I'm your host, Amy. I have a background working in a corporate environment for over 15 years. I'm a doctor, a lecturer, a lawyer, and a published author. This podcast is a look inside my brain. I cover relevant and totally irrelevant topics, ranging from self-help and advice, to the spooky and scary, a little bit of true crime, mental health. I also like to tell some stories along the way. My goal is to spread aesthetic vibes whilst discussing these topics. I do like to end each episode with a lighter note, usually something completely ridiculous. Okay, with all that being said, let's hang out. Welcome to today's episode. In celebration of Halloween for the month of October, we are going back to all things spooky and scary. You guys would know by now, I love this stuff. Spooky and scary is one of my favorite genres. However, today I'm going to share with you some real life scary things that have happened on Halloween. Halloween. These are true stories and they are absolutely horrifying. Okay, let's go. Okay, before I get started today, let me fill you in on the last few days for me. (laughs) It's been crazy. I have had numerous blood tests and scans that I've needed to do. So my week has been really busy. Um, I've also had work to do on top of that and podcast stuff. Um, I went and got some more tattoos on Friday. So I've had a lot happening. Friday after my tattoos, I get home. We are currently playing a Mario game on Nintendo Switch. The dog needed to go to the toilet. So we kind of, Roxas is paper for who would take him down. Um, so just note, Buddy is never left alone. So for those who don't know, Buddy is my dog. He's a puppy and he's never left alone. He can't be trusted. He cannot be left for not even 30 seconds. You have to know where he is at all times because he tears things apart Um, And he just will get things from random places you didn't even know were there and then destroy them. So we we really have to keep a close eye on Buddy. Brings me back to the point, my husband and I would rock scissors papering for who's going to take him down. And we usually rationalize with, oh, but I took him down last or, oh, but I'm going to take him down before bed. So anyway, we're in that situation. And I said, you know what, I'll go. So I go. I make my way down the stairs. To take Buddy outside. He goes outside. He was dicking around for the most bit, so he's like playing with a ball. And I said to him, "Come on, go to the toilet." You were standing at the door upstairs, indicating you needed to go down. You're down. Go to the toilet. Anyway, he goes to the toilet. He needed to go, so I let him back inside, shut the door, and Buddy has this game that we play with him, and it's like a it's just a running game, and you basically can be anywhere in the house, and As soon as you run or you walk really fast, it's the first one to the bedroom wins. And so Buddy knows this game and he will hear your footsteps and then wherever he is, he would just freaking sprint like, like butt out of hell to the bedroom. So I was downstairs near the back door. He'd wandered in to get a drink of water from one of the fountains that we have. Um, Like they have little water stations. So he was there at the fountain getting a drink. And so I took off and started running because I was like, oh, we'll play the game. I'm running. I probably get three or four steps in. I trip up the stairs and something in my leg popped and pulled and it literally felt like a rubber band snapping in my leg. And it was the loudest noise. And so I dropped to the floor and at that point I'm laughing because I'm like, oh, you idiot, like what the hell? The last time, I fell down the stairs I broke my foot so this time I've fallen up the stairs <laughs> I'm on the floor screaming and laughing the dogs kind of looking at me going what the hell Sean comes down and I'm like no 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 I'm fine like it just made a really loud noise it hurts like whatever couldn't stand on it so <laughs> we ended up getting me some crutches that day however it was so sore It couldn't even be touched. So I can't bear any weight on my left leg at the moment. I've got IVF stuff happening on Monday this week and it's been a struggle. I had to go in and get my bloods and scans done on crutches. That was next to impossible. So Sean sourced me this little cart. So I don't know if you guys have seen them. They look like little scootery cart things, except this one you put your leg on. It's got a basket at the front and you kind of scoot along. So yeah, I've got, I've got a leg scooter. <laughs> um, so yeah, love that, love that. So yeah, I'm sitting here at the moment. My crutch is next to me. I've taken Panadol and Nurofen. Um, so yeah, my my week has been uh, a little bit shit, <laughs> but also ridiculous because then then i trip down the stairs again this morning i don't know what it is with me and those stairs like i literally cannot seem to get up or down them without injuring myself so anyway that's my week but this podcast is not about my week it is about halloween i just wanted to share what a sucky sucky few days i've had so yeah good times So let's get back to the topic of Halloween. Halloween isn't overly celebrated in Australia, unlike many other countries. Halloween is filled, however, with the scary and spooky. So for me, it's perfect. Um, I wish that it was a better and more celebrated holiday in Australia because I'd love to get dressed up and go to Halloween parties. But we don't generally do it. Like, there might be the occasional party here and there. There's certainly not trick-or-treating here. And I don't know whether that comes down to everybody's paranoia or whatever it might be. Um, But there's just not a lot of that. I don't think I've ever had anyone knock on my door um, for trick-or-treating. And, like, if they did, I don't know what I'd give them. But let's discuss some true, real-life spooky stories that have happened on Halloween. Because, truly... There is nothing more scary than real life. In 2005 in Delaware, houses were decorated in Halloween theme. Many people stopped and they were viewing and admiring the work of the homes in the neighborhood. One house had decorations out. They had some beautiful fake witches, skeletons, jack-o'-lanterns, which I learned were pumpkins hollowed out their faces cut out and candles in them so I didn't know what a jack-o'-lantern was and I learned that today so (laughs) very cool I legitimately just thought they were pumpkin heads I thought they were just called pumpkin heads Uh, so it's good to know they've got a name so at this particular house um, there was this really really impressive uh, scene set up and there was a what they thought was a fake body hanging from a tree and people were commenting on how lifelike the decorations were at this house Turns out that the body hanging from the tree was in fact a real body. A woman had hung herself the night before and everybody just simply thought it was a Halloween decoration, but it was real. I tried to do a bit of a deep dive into this and work out who this poor woman was. However, There are no facts that I can find and I've Googled it and all of these websites come up with this particular story, but I don't know who the woman was and I don't know the motive. I don't know what's happened. I I have no idea, but this isn't the only case of this happening. So in 2015, uh, a girl by the name of Rebecca, and for the most part, I try to withhold last names. I just don't think it's necessary. Um, But anyway, Rebecca. Rebecca. She was actually found murdered hanging from a fence in Ohio. So initially, she was also assumed to be a Halloween decoration. And um, basically, police state that she'd been severely beaten. She was actually trying to run away from her attackers. She climbed a fence that had barbed wire on it, and a part of her sleeve on her clothing got caught on the barbed wire fence. She ended up being um, unable to free herself and ultimately hung on the fence. Her death, however, was said to be blunt force trauma to the head and neck. However, she remained trapped on the fence. So she was not only hanging herself, but she was unable to seek the care she needed for her other injuries and she passed away. There was another similar case where a mailman in 2012 was delivering mail um, and he was on his usual daily route through Denver. On arrival to a particular house, he saw Halloween decorations out. And he was like, oh my god, this is fantastic. And he saw um, a lifelike body laying on the front porch. So he ends up stepping over the decoration, drops off the package, and then heads off on the rest of his day. Turns out the body on the porch was a real man who had collapsed on his way home through his front door from working night shift. Apparently, um, once it was identified that the mailman had seen a real dead body and he was mistaken and it wasn't a decoration, apparently the mailman was just an absolute mess. Like he was, um, you know, completely beating himself up and should have known. But he, the, the man on the front porch was actually deceased by this point. So there's nothing he could have done. And, you know, it's a simple mistake. I would assume, I don't know this, but I would assume you are... Um, confronted with so many different decorations in the states and Canada and whatnot that it would be really, really difficult to know what's real and what's not. So, you know, um, I, I could have very well have made a similar mistake, right? This is not the only instances of these events happening. There are many of these. There are so many of these. It's insane. One thing I find weird is letting your kids out to get lollies and chocolates. So we call candy lollies and chocolates, but I'll just refer to them as sweets because we also use the word sweets. Um, so yeah, just know that I'm talking about lollies as in like the chewable lollies, Skittles, um, and then chocolates are things like, you know, MMs and all the rest of that type of stuff. So I find letting kids out to get to collect sweets from complete strangers is something that's so risky. I don't know if that's paranoia on my behalf or I'm just like, I've just got a normal thought process. (laughs) I don't know. But it's so freaking scary. You just never know what could be in them. And not only that, I question people's personal hygiene. So I don't want whatever people have either. You might have heard of some different stories involving children and trick-or-treating. There were some stories about razor blades being put into sweets. Um, Some of these have been hoaxes and then there have been some other real attempts. The first death occurred in 1970 when a five-year-old Michigan boy died after ingesting a horrific amount of heroin. So tests on his Halloween candy found heroin dust. Setting parents on high alarm. The police, however, soon discovered that the little boy had in fact stumbled across his uncle's heroin stash and eaten it. His family then sprinkled heroin on his candy to throw off investigators. Good fucking parenting. However, probably the most well-known is the case of Ronald Clark O'Brien from 1974 a couple of neighbours decided to head out together with their kids and do some trick-or-treating. So the neighbours are O'Brien and Bates and they uh, lived in Texas. Basically they divided up the duties. Bates waited on the sidewalk, O'Brien would walk the kids to the door um, and off they go. At one point during the trick-or-treat, it is said that O'Brien disappeared briefly behind a shadowy part of a porch that they were trick-or-treating at. He then steps out into the light again, holding five large pixie sticks filled with flavoured sugar. I had no idea what these were, so I googled it. They're like those straw things that we have here in Australia that have got like basically just pure sugar and like a flavouring. They're foul. They look foul. I think I've had them once, but uh, let's move on. (laughs) You'd never catch me eating them. So anyway, at the house in question, apparently no one actually saw homeowners but O'Brien claimed that the residents of the house had cracked the door open, given him the sweets to give to the children. They go about their way, they end up finishing their outing and they head back home to their respective houses. The next event is a 911 call from O'Brien claiming his kid had eaten poisoned sweets. Paramedics arrive on scene, but they were unable to save him, and the son dies later that night. A formal investigation occurs, and it's determined that the son had eaten laced sweets, and they were laced with cyanide. So that triggered a murder investigation. We fast forward some time. The investigation's underway. It turns out that O'Brien had decided to sacrifice his own son for an insurance payoff of $40,000. It also turns out that O'Brien had in fact given the rest of the pixie sticks to the other children, including his own daughter. Luckily enough, the sweets were found and none of the other children had eaten them. Uh, But as for O'Brien, he was found guilty and given the death penalty by lethal injection, rightfully so. Um, He he was apparently in like a whole heap of debt of some description and that was his way out. Uh, Kill the kids, take the insurance money and right off into the sunset. a oh, Fucking idiot. What this did, though, is started this myth or this legend of sweets being poisoned and making all parents paranoid. I think if we were to have kids, uh, we'd probably do like a little scavenger hunt just to avoid these types of uh, potential situations. I did see a report recently saying that people were lacing sweets with fentanyl, I find this a little bit hard to believe. I think about the people that are addicted to fentanyl, and I don't think that they would be just handing that out to random children. I think that they would likely not want to part with that freely. So I don't know, I question the whole fentanyl thing. As for razor blades and other things like cyanide, yeah, absolutely. Um, But I mean, the same goes with like morphine and stuff like people wouldn't just be handing that out freely to kids. Those are highly sought after drugs. So I question, I question some of it on this sort of similar ish topic, a bit of a weird one in 2011, there were neighbors, a man and a woman, and the man either misplaced or had his sweets stolen. He ends up blaming the female neighbor for it. I couldn't find whether she did or didn't take it. That's not important. He blamed her anyway, and he ended up stabbing her to death with steak knives. She was stabbed around 2.30 p.m. in West Inglewood. She was taken in critical condition to the local hospital on the Monday, and she was pronounced dead on Saturday that week. He was charged with first-degree murder and aggravated domestic battery. I mean, come on. It's freaking lollies and chocolates, candy sweets. Who fucking cares? You can go down the shops, you can spend $20 and come back with a bootload of the shit. What drives a person to this point? Seriously. It's like the whole road rage thing that I spoke about and that woman who was like road raging me. Like, what's the fucking point? It's just pathetic. What about William Lisk? that name might ring a bell. So in 2010, 16 year old Devin Griffin actually comes home from attending church and he was at a sleepover the night before. Heads home, in he goes, he decides I'm going to play some video games. Using the term video games makes me feel old. <laughs> um, he goes in, <laughs> I don't know what else to refer to them as, so anyway, he goes to play these video games and he notices that his house is very quiet. Strangely quiet, in fact. So he decides to go check on the rest of the family. Devon finds his stepfather in bed, completely covered in blood. He calls the police. The police arrive and they find two more bodies. They find Devon's mother and his brother. Eventually, it's determined that the murderer was Devon's stepbrother, by the name of William BJ Lisk. So William actually bludgeoned his older stepbrother with a hammer, shot his father five times and then raped and shot his stepmother. William pleaded guilty to three accounts of aggravated murder in an attempt to avoid the death penalty. He was set to serve three life sentences with no chance of parole. However, William was found dead in his jail cell in 2015 from a self-inflicted wound. There is no available information on motive. I looked, I tried to get something about motive. There is nothing. It is unsure why he did this on Halloween in 2010. There is no rationale anywhere. What actually drove this kid to this point? And the crimes are heinous. Um... I don't understand it. I really don't understand it. In 1998, again, Halloween, a man by the name of Carl Jackson and his girlfriend went to pick up their son from a Halloween party. When they got there, they were waiting and um, one of them went to the door to get the son. There were a group of young people and they started throwing eggs at the car. So Carl actually steps out and says, look, stop doing that. It's, It's not appropriate. Gets back in the car. One of the teenagers pulls out a gun and shoots Carl in the head and he dies instantly. This kid was 17-year-old Curtis Sterling and he was charged with second-degree murder and criminal possession of a weapon. He was convicted and is serving 20 years. According to um, an article, Curtis receives a card in the mail every Halloween that reads, I'm glad you're still in there, from Carl's mother. I fucking love it. I love it. And I hope they do everything possible to have this kid. And I say kid, he's not a kid now, but sounds like fucking immature little shit. I hope they do everything possible to keep him behind bars. So the weird keep coming. In 1981, again, Halloween, a couple was murdered in their home in Manhattan. They were severely beaten shot in the head, execution style, and their house was ransacked. The apartment's house had been completely torn apart, so all the furnishings and all the belongings were everywhere. Apparently, the killer or killers were searching for something. Detectives working the case were extremely puzzled as to the motive of the killings. It was rumoured that maybe the murder had something to do with drugs. However, Word from a prison informant turned the case on its head. As inmate, the notorious son of Sam Killer predicted the murder weeks before it happened. Predicted. Doesn't sound likely. He apparently gave an eerily accurate amount of what was done to the individual's apartment, but he himself could not have committed the murders because he was in jail. So the case remains unsolved. So again, Halloween 1977, we have a one-year-old Nima, never heard that name before in my life. Nima goes missing from her cot, um, bassinet, uh, what's the other word for it? I don't know, but it's like the cage that a kid sleeps in. You know, those little cage things? I know it's not a cage, but it's a cage in my mind. It's got bars on it. Anyway. The kid was in the kid cage and she goes missing from her cot. All the windows and doors in the room were shut. It was believed that her abductor was in fact hiding out in her closet. The child was found a month later deceased in a refrigerator in an abandoned house nearby. What makes this case even weirder is a year earlier, Three-year-old twins went missing in the same town. They were lured out of their house and then trapped in a fridge. The kids were found two days later, but one of them survived. The surviving kid identified their babysitter as the kidnapper, but the accusation never led to conviction. What's even more suspicious is Nima's babysitter was the same babysitter that babysat—I <laughs> even know if that's right—the twins. Suspicious. So she, so the babysitter herself was charged with uh, the one of the, the the twin that died, her death, and she is serving a life sentence. But she's never admitted to the murder of Nima. Here's the thing that I don't get: How often do we hear of babysitters doing heinous shit to kids? Even parents, all right, but we're not gonna get any parents. Let's talk about babysitters for now. Why? Why? Honestly, why? If you do not like children, do not be around them. Do not allow them to be around you. This shit's just fucked up. Like, I'm not a big fan of kids. You don't see me going and babysitting. Just don't do it. Just stay away from them. Find a different profession. Like, do anything else. You do not have to be around them if they're frustrating and you don't like them. I just find it so infuriating. It doesn't make any sense to me. Okay, this last one is all kinds of fucked up. So we've got um, Patricia, who, 66 at the time, lived with her 35-year-old son, Derek. Patricia was a language arts teacher. Derek, the son, was known to suffer from mental health problems for about 10 years, and he had mental health issues, which became worse after the passing of his grandfather. Derek also had a criminal record for drugs and weapons charges. Um, He was on probation for a period. He was also found with possession of a handgun and like an obscene amount of valium. According to neighbors, Patricia and Derek seemed pretty regular. There were never really any arguments that they heard. There was no domestic violence that they were aware of. Some did notice Derek always seemed to be with his mother. And people around kind of said it was a little weird because Patricia also had the tendency to baby Derek and she'd follow him up with like stupid questions like, oh, have you sure you got your wallet? We're heading out. You sure you've got a jacket? It's going to be cold out there. Um, People found that kind of weird considering he was 35. So the day before Halloween in 2014, Derek was seen dragging something from the apartment he shared with his mother. He then kicked... Uh, like what appeared to be a head down the street and walked off. It was really close to Halloween so witnesses simply thought that um, it was a prank or a decoration. So ultimately what he had dragged out was a body and they thought that it was a mannequin and a head which he'd kicked off down the street. The body was near a home that was decorated with pumpkins and cobwebs and a fake graveyard so it didn't look out of place at all. A neighbor drove down the street and saw the head face down. He said that the body in the head looked really fake and it was pretty much a Halloween prank and a poor prank at that. Eventually a neighbor goes over to have a look at the decorations. This is a different neighbor mind you. Discovers it's not fake. It's a decapitated body and it's Patricia and the head that got kicked down the street is her head that was decapitated. So After killing his mother, Derek actually walks a mile away from his home. He jumps in front of a train. He is hit by the train and killed. His suicide was quickly linked to the murder of his mother. According to police, Derek had stabbed his mother to death, then decapitated her, sat in their bloody filled apartment for a few minutes before he dragged her onto the street. She had suffered multiple stab wounds, broken ribs. It would later be discovered that Derek had not been taking his medication and he'd been scheduled to see his psychiatrist. Derek had never been violent towards his mother and many blamed the murder-suicide on a lack of access to psychiatric help for Derek. A family member said that Patricia was in the process of getting her son the psychiatric help he needed and he actually had an appointment booked two days after the murder. So the family said in the lead up to the murder-suicide, Derek had become increasingly unstable and they actually tried to encourage Patricia to call the police on a few occasions. She refused, however. She was really scared that the police would lock her son away. Strangely, while Derek had psychiatric problems, he'd never actually been diagnosed with any specific mental disorder. He apparently heard voices in his head and family apparently speculated... That he may have had schizophrenia okay that's scary shit that was a real body and a real decapitated head sitting in the street people thought it was a decoration and it turned out to be real that is really really scary and the fact that there were really no other signs apart from he needed psychiatric help everything else seemed normal what happened what made him snap there's not a lot of information online so I don't actually know Um, and because he killed himself by jumping in front of a train almost immediately after he'd killed his mother, we'll never know. We'll never know what happened. Was there an argument or did something just snap in his mind? I am of the mindset that true real life is so much scarier than anything people can create. All of these things that happened on Halloween are truly sad and truly terrifying. with every episode we end on a lighter note. Today (laughs) we're going to end with the black-eyed children. I classify this as a lighter topic. I find this to be a little bit hilarious but it's basically a myth that's been going around for quite some time. Let me share it with you and apologies if anyone thinks this is real and these children exist and all the rest of it and I'm laughing. I apologize, I'm not laughing because you believe it's real. I just think it's hilarious. So, anyway, let me share. We have children. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> there are children between the ages of 6 and 16 who are claimed to be these black eyed children. It's very specific. They're only between the ages of 6 and 16. So, there's a 10 year little window there. These kids have pale skin and black eyes. Surprise, surprise, they're the black-eyed children. Um, But their eyes have no whites, so they're completely black. So these children hitchhike, beg, and they'll try to enter your house or your car. And it's said that these kids have been around since the 80s. These kids will say all kinds of shit, just so you let them into your house or your car. They'll beg to use your phone, to call their parents or to use your bathroom or other such things, just so you let them in. Obviously, they're not going to use your bathroom if you're in a car. What's constant, though, is these kids claim to be in some sort of danger. They will continue knocking over and over and over until you open the door. According to the myth, they can't just enter your residence or your car, they actually need to be invited in. Anybody who encounters these kids almost immediately feels an overwhelming sense of dread. <laughs> I feel like that with most kids though. <laughs> so, and I think about like black eyes. Yeah, cool contact lenses first and foremost there's actually drops and shit that you put in your eyes that like dilate your pupils anyway okay well i'm not not debunking it i'm just i'm just sharing this story these kids apparently appear normal which no kids appear normal to me ever however what they're wearing is outdated in extreme instances people have reported encountering creatures with talon like feet and demonologists god damn that's a cool job How do I become a demonologist? Holy shit. I'm going to look into that. (laughs) I digress. Demonologists believe they are children of the devil himself. And if you let them in, you're allowing the devil to enter your life. Alleged sightings are taken seriously by ghost hunters, some of whom believe black-eyed children to be extraterrestrials, vampires, or ghosts in case let me turn <laughs> there's a story I've read a few I read a few of these on reddit I remember reading a couple of creepy creepypastas on this there's there's one that's really good about a guy who lives alone in an apartment and how they keep coming back repeatedly and I think he ends up like I don't know if he. I can't remember if he lets them in anyway it's really really good anyway I've got a little story I'm going to share this with you so in the snowy town within the middle of nowhere in vermont an elderly couple heard the sound of three knocks on their door they opened the door and they saw two children a boy and a girl they say parents will be here soon may we come in the children did not make eye contact and just stood there in the doorway and apparently this is constant like these kids don't look at you they have their heads down and they won't look at you so you don't notice the black eyes until later this is part of their tricks (laughs) tricks <laughs> uh so the the couple were hesitant but after a while they, they go okay it's a boy and a girl they're small what can they do let, we let them in they settle them on the couch they make them some hot cocoa which it's like milo here or hot chocolate we don't say hot cocoa is that like i don't know <laughs> anyway the husband starts asking them questions and they don't answer any of them So the wife notices that the cat's really scared and it starts to get angry with the children. And then one of the kids asks, can I please use your restroom? So the wife looks at the kids before she sends them off to the restroom and she finally sees that their eyes are completely black. She directs them to the bathroom and then she turns to her husband and he's covering his face with his hand and he goes, oh my God, did you see their eyes? Did you see their eyes? And then he pulls his hand away and it's full of blood and he's got a nosebleed. Then the power goes out and the house is completely dark. The wife then goes to the restroom where she's confronted by the voice of the kids at the end of the hall, uttering, our parents are here. The kids then exit the house, the doors left wide open. The wife then notices there are two men at the end of the driveway. The men were tall and slender. The wife waves but nothing in return. The two men and children drive away together in a car. The power comes back on as they're driving away and throughout the next week all these weird things happen to the house. The cats go missing, uh, a cat, a cats found dead in the pool, the husband has really bad nosebleeds. He goes to the doctor and he's got skin cancer, nose cancer. There is also the rumor with black-eyed kids that most people, to let them in, and never heard of again. I think that's part of the creepypasta online creepy stories that um people and look some of it's probably fabricated they write the story um you know they take it to the bit where they let the kids in and then you never hear from them again it's part of the storytelling right are they real i do not know but i feel like a swift karate chop to the neck and then me just booking it out of there would be what i would do they better have supernatural skills because i'm not going down without a fight Kids are the worst, and these ones sound shit. So, I'd be like pulling it all out. Firstly, I probably wouldn't let them in. I don't think I'd let anybody in. Even when like a neighbor knocks on my door, I'm like, yeah, I'm not answering that. Like, if I haven't invited anyone over and someone knocks on my door, it's usually someone I don't want to speak to anyway. So, there'd be a high chance that I probably wouldn't even answer the door. (laughs) because <laughs> I don't a lot of the times, we get a lot of, um, in our area, we get a lot of real estate agents walking from door to door trying to see if you want to sell your house. And uh, it's really annoying. If I want to sell my house, I will call you. Don't call me. Back to the kids. I don't think I'd let them in. Um, If they kept bothering me, I would, I don't know, ignore them. They're bound to go away eventually. Call the police. Um, but I wouldn't be letting them in. And if I came face to face with them, I'd be karate chopping them and then just booking it. Make of that what you will. Black eyed kids real? <laughs> we just say black eyed peas. Are the black eyed peas real? Are black eyed kids real? I don't think so. But Knowing my luck, my husband and I will like have children and one of them will be a black eyed kid. <laughs> uh, Good times. Well, that's a wrap i hope you enjoyed the spooky and scary from today's episode and i definitely think true real life is as scary as it gets because this is real when you are watching something like a movie or a tv show that's scary you can rationalize most of it away however this is real people and real shit in real life with the exception of the black-eyed kids um, but join me next episode we will continue down the path of spooky and scary in celebration of Halloween in the meantime let's hang out on social media hit me up at aesthetic vibes pod drop me an email at aesthetic at outlook.com visit my website aestheticvibespodcast.com hit up my tiktok at dr ames kelly until next time bye <laughs>